You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Welcome, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. We have a terrific Tuesday lineup for y'all today. I'm telling you, it's jam-packed up in here. The vibes are already flowing. The love is going, and I'm so excited. I got the opportunity to tap in with Adam Zuick from the Blue Man Group. He is the Blue Man Captain, and this is such an iconic show. Many of us know Blue Man Group. It was like taking the whole world by storm, these performers in blue makeup, doing it big. I cannot wait to see this show and tap in with him this morning. And then we got Pacific Northwest Ballet in the building, y'all. We got Amanda Morgan and Christopher D'Ariano. They are both here in the building, and I'm so excited. They're going to be telling us about their new uh, opportunity to be soloists. It's a great promotion for both of them, and I can't wait to dive in. And then I get to end the show with my girl, Karita Hall. She is here to share with us how she's been using positive touch and massage therapy to help clients and make sure she's bringing her gift out to the world with the Holistic Coalition. So when I tell you we have a jam-packed show, I mean it. We're going to get right started right now because you know it's the top of the show, so it's a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks who feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, don't worry. We got you covered. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me there on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. You name it. You guys will find us there. Um, Thank you guys for tagging and sharing the stream and sharing the podcast. We appreciate all the love and the growth here. But because we have such a jam-packed show, I get to dive right in with Adam. What's up, Adam? Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, this is this is exciting for me because as a kid, I was like, whoa, blown away by Blue Man Group opening up and being like, this is how we're going to do it. And I can't believe the show's <laughs> been running for this long. Just tell us a bit about what Blue Man Group is. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, a live performance unlike anything you've ever seen before. Um, the Blue Men are three. There are three of them and they don't speak. Um, and so they uh, the whole point of the show is to connect and communicate with the audience members. Um, and so they use different means of communicating uh, eye contact and uh, percussion instruments that are weird and random that they make um, and art and different other random things um, to communicate with the audience and create an experience that's super fun and dancing and uh, music and a bunch of random things uh, that you don't really know what's going to happen at any moment because it is very kind of like improv based and uh, we go with kind of whatever ends up happening with the audience. Well, this is why it's such a unique experience. And I've heard nothing but great things about it, which is also a good contribution to knowing, hey, you guys have been doing this for many years. Tell us about your start. I know you got with them in 2013. Tell us how it's been for you. What how has this ride and this journey been? 
It's been amazing. Um, I didn't really know anything about Blue Man before I started uh, the show. When I auditioned in 2012, uh, it was kind of the first time I'd seen the show and I was completely blown away. Uh, I had no idea what to expect. And uh, I was, uh, truthfully, I didn't think I was ever going to be able to do it. Um, luckily, I trained into it and I've been doing it for nine years now. Um, but the experience is incredible. Um, it's unlike any other show I've ever done before. Uh, the fun, the best part about the show and the reason why I'm still doing it now is because it is different every night. Um, uh, the performance varies depending on how the audience responds. Um, and of course, there's a lot of audience participation where we go out into the audience and do different things. And we bring audience members up on stage to perform with us. Um, and all of those moments are so... Uh, Free. You know, we don't really know what's going to happen, how the audience member is going to respond to different things. Um, and so it can kind of go in any direction. And that's the fun of the performance and the reason why I continue doing it nine years later. Well, it makes a lot of sense to me. And, you know, this is one of those shows that I know people bring their kids to it. It's so family friendly. Tell us a bit about how you've experienced the audience reception, because you guys do do these kind of improv, impromptu, you know, performances. Tell us a bit about how you've experienced the audience responding to that. Yeah, the audience loves it. I mean, the best part about Blue Man is that um, it's not just a certain age group that likes the show. Um, you know, kids love the show because they, you know, they are used to experiencing things for the first time. Um, a lot of stuff that they see in normal everyday life is, is something that they've seen brand new for the first time. Um, adults uh, have seen a lot of things. Um, but what our show strives to do is to make them see something that they have not seen before, experience something uh, unlike something they have experienced before. So they can kind of live that like childlike inner being uh, that kind of doesn't really get to be a part of everyday life as an adult. Um, so it's the fun of being able to kind of create those moments for the adults and also, of course, create an experience for kids that is unlike anything they've ever seen before. Uh, so yeah, both adults and, and children enjoying the show. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, uh, you know, um, it's one of those things for me where I am excited because I will be bringing my sons and they are different age range. I'm talking about almost 17 and almost nine years old. Right. So they're 16 yeah. and eight right now. And uh, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Friday, we will be there. I'm so glad you guys are coming to Seattle. Let the folks know how they can tap in and get their tickets. You guys are only here for a couple of performances. So I'm so excited y'all are here and I'll get to see you Friday. Make sure that people know how they can tap in and experience this amazing iconic performance yeah come check us out i mean we'll be there uh friday two shows on saturday two shows on sunday uh we're super excited to come to seattle uh i personally am from uh western washington uh so i'm excited to come back i haven't been there in a long time um and so i'm really excited to be in seattle uh like i said we've got a show friday friday night two on saturday two on sunday um and we're super excited for the people of seattle to see the show and uh, i'm excited to see the people of seattle Absolutely. Well, that means I get to say welcome back home, Adam. That's we right. are so glad that you're coming back. Uh, this is yeah. really, really exciting for us. I'm so glad you guys will be here. Uh, people can go to STG Presents on online to get tickets. It's going to be at the Paramount Theater, y'all. So make sure you guys tune in. Adam, thank you so much for giving us some time and your busy schedule to tap in with us here on The Day with Trey. Can't wait to see you on Friday. Thanks again. Absolutely. See you then. 
<laughs> wow. What an iconic show, y'all. If y'all don't know about Blue Man Group, y'all can look it up. I'm telling you. And he said, no matter what you see online, if you come, you're going to experience something very unique and very different than anything else that you're going to see on any clip on YouTube or anywhere. But it's just great to know that they will be here. He said it, y'all. They'll be there Friday at 7.30. They got two shows Saturday and two shows on Sunday. Make sure you guys go to STG Presents uh, and get your tickets today. Well, after this, coming up next, we got Amanda Morgan in the building. She's going to be telling us all about her promotion as a soloist. I can't wait to dive in with her. And also, Christopher Dariano is in the building. He, too, got the promotion to soloist. So Pacific Northwest Ballet is in the house right after this short break. Stay tuned, y'all. You don't want to miss it. You're watching The David Trey. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME, and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday. We're bringing back Black Love When We Met. That's right. We need something to warm all of our hearts and to elevate love once again in our communities. We want y'all to go to whereweconverge.com forward slash Black Love so y'all can nominate your favorite couple for the next rendition of this show with me as the host. Let me sit down and have them on my couch and share how their love can inspire us all. Make sure y'all go and get your nominations in today and be on the lookout for Black Love when we met coming at you on Converge Media very soon. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I'm telling y'all, it's jam-packed up in here, but I'm so excited that Amanda and Christopher from PMB are joining me. What's up, y'all? Hi. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to The Day with Trey and to the Black Media Matter Studios. We welcome y'all. So glad you guys can make time in your schedules for being with me today. Thank you for having us. Of course. I mean, I'm going to go right into it because really, you know, people don't understand there's always something that brings you to become a dancer. So I want to tap into that. Christopher, tell us a bit about that beginning of the journey for you. Sure. Yeah. I started doing competitions, um, doing like hip hop, tap jazz uh, in the Bronx, a uh, block away from my family's restaurant. And from there kind of just took off. I was constantly at the studios and I just was becoming more infatuated with it as I got older. Um, ballet, especially has so many facets, being like a theatrical production and, and stage show that I started to see how everything worked and was put together. And to be a part of like a production feels really impactful. So yeah, that's why I'm still in and why I love it. Hey, I mean, you gotta love it, right? I mean, it's one of those yeah, things that, yeah. like, it, it is so serious in terms of the training. Amanda, give us a bit about your background and what got you into dance. Yeah, so I'm originally from Tacoma, Washington, uh, from immigrant family. So uh, my mom is uh, Dominican and my dad is Puerto Rican. So there's not very many dancers at all in our family. But um, I just like my mom took me to see the Nutcracker one time when I was younger, and then I just wanted to 
you know, dance ever since. And I think I was always just a very rambunctious, active kid. And so at first she was like, I just want to get this girl like out of here <laughs> and just get her to dance. And then, yeah, I think especially like the engagement with the audience and knowing that you're making others happy, knowing that you're making people feel as, um, feel whatever type of way, whether it's thinking about what's going on in the world now or kind of escapism in that way of just um, going into a fantasy land, just like Nutcrackers. So yeah, I would say definitely that. <laughs> well, I mean, for both of you there, you know, I I didn't realize the journey of a dancer. Right. And so in my mind, I, I originally thought, oh, everybody in the Pacific Northwest Ballet must be from the Pacific Northwest. And there's so many folks coming from all over the world to be a part of dance companies. Tell us a bit about that for, for you both. Like, I'll start with you, Amanda, you know, being here from Tacoma, kudos yeah. to you for being able to be here. But what was that journey for you as you kind of move through dance yeah I actually think that um sometimes when you come from the school it's like you're each each time you move up a level it's like little by little people start to dwindle away because it's such a competitive um environment and a competitive um profession yeah um you know a lot of people come into dance and many of them will not get to be in a professional ballet company that's just kind of how it is because there's just not enough jobs out there um so for me i think i just i knew i wanted to be a professional dancer um and then i came to the school pacific northwest ballet school when i was 14. Mm. um just went through level seven level eight and then i like got accepted into the professional division program so i was there for two years and then um it was me and another uh, girl in my class who's also actually promoted to soloists um, were the ones that were uh, offered contracts that year. So definitely really challenging. There's a lot to uh, do and kind of unpack, especially like when you're uh, going from like normal high school to like then, you know, just like a whole bunch of ballet classes at night. Um, but I'm sure you can also talk about this in your experience because yeah. <laughs> yours is also very intense. Yeah, yeah. How, how about how was it for you, Christopher? I grew up in New York, so I never thought of coming out west. Um, I always was just kind of planted there. But um, as I got older, we started doing summer courses and intensives. And that's where I met Amanda in Boston when we were like 15, 16. Um, so doing those courses exposed me to just the different states and different companies and what they have to offer. And PNB is just like an exceptional place for art and dance because we do contemporary, we do ballet. We're very just kind of diverse in our repertoire. So yeah. um, I was always interested to come out here and explore that side of my dance because I didn't get that in New York. So, yeah, PNB just kind of was magnetic in that sense. Wow. Well, I mean, obviously, congratulations are in order to you both. You know, being promoted to soloist is a huge, huge deal. But I want y'all to give us your insight on how huge it really is, because you were just talking about different levels. And I know people are like, what? How many levels are there? You know, tell us a bit about what this means to you and and how you get to this level. I'll start with you, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just momentous. It feels like a huge feat for both of us, especially because we've been talking about this since we've started, since we're students together. So coming here and, and getting to just expose myself to audiences and to myself really and start to discover that just feels, it feels good. It feels like I've, I've done something right for myself and my community and my family. And it feels like all that hard work and hours, it just, it pays off now. And 
Now I just get to share. Yeah. It feels a little bit calmer, which is nice. Well, I'm going to ask you something before I get to you, Amanda. What are those levels? I mean, you're talking about starting as a, a young person, a teenager, maybe even younger, but just tell us a bit about those levels. Sure. Yeah. So you're a student and then at PNB, we have uh, the professional division, which is kind of like what we call a traineeship. Um, it's like a pre-apprenticeship. From there, you go to apprentice, and then you go to corps de ballet, and then from there, soloist, and the final rank is principal. So, yeah, it's step-by-step step for us, but we're making our ways. Absolutely. I mean, okay, now, Amanda, you know I'm coming to it because <laughs> uh, you are PNB's first Black female soloist. Coming from Tacoma, Washington, Give us a bit about what this means to you. It's super heavy. And already I'm yeah, like, I'm like I'm emotional. Like I'm like, oh my gosh. No, this is, it's so amazing. I, yeah. Oh man. It was inspiring <laughs> to get emotional. Um, it's something I've like really, I was aware of it coming into the school. I didn't see, you know, anyone in the company that looked like me, um, except for like uh, dancers like Keon Ross. And then there was also Carl Cruz, who's principal. Um, but other than that, there's especially no, uh, women dancers or point dancers, you know, that were black women. And so I think that really was like a driving force to like, want me to even get more so in the door and work harder. Cause I didn't want that to continue to be normalized. I was like, no, like we just, I just need to like get in the company. Like once I get in the company, I feel like everything could just like maybe open up a little bit more. And so I got in and uh, that already was like, whoa, I couldn't believe it. Cause I actually, I found out I got in like a week after I broke my foot on stage, wow. <laughs> which is, that's a story for another time, but, uh, definitely really crazy time. And, um, I was just, I'm really grateful to Peter Bull, who's our artistic director for, um, just giving me the opportunity and taking a chance when a lot of other artistic directors weren't, you know, hiring dancers of color. Um, yeah. And then once I got in, I think, especially since these George Floyd protests and so much has been talked about, like with diversity, particularly in the arts, particularly in ballet and, mm -hmm. um, just sometimes how it continues to center whiteness. I think that our company is in a really good job about, um, hiring dancers of color, but not just hiring dancers of color, hiring choreographers of color, having people in the front of the room that are leaders that are people of color, having different experiences in that. Um, and so, yeah, to like, just kind of, continue to break these barriers has been so wonderful because it's really not just about me. It's about like everyone that's, you know, following me on my journey and like our entire community, really. Like, I mean, I hope that people can share that with me because it is very much as uh, for them as it is for me. No, that's exactly why I get so excited about it. Right. Because it is it's so much bigger than one dancer. Right. It is a showcase of how we're moving as a nation for me. Yeah. We need more reflection of the diversity that has always been a part of America to be in spaces like this. And this is why I absolutely love this partnership with Pacific Northwest Ballet and bringing folks like yourselves on because I've now been exposed. Now it's been about a year and I've been exposed to ballet and I'm like, oh my goodness, the plethora of dancers, the ways that y'all are moving, the stories y'all are telling. I am now such a huge fan. And so uh, to have you here and have you representing that kind of next layer of breaking that barrier, thank you so much <laughs> for working so hard to get there because because of you now young black dancers that are starting at a young age can get connected 
And that for me is everything, Amanda. If you didn't give your all, you wouldn't have gotten the opportunity. So thank you from the bottom of my heart because it means so much to so many. And kudos to PNB as well, because I think it's so important that they say, you know what, we understand this has predominantly been a white space. What are we going to do to make sure that all of communities can feel welcome at yeah. PNB and it's things like this. So I just, I wanted to tell you that from, from you. me to you, I'm so excited for you and so pumped that we get to represent that here in the Pacific Northwest. So, you know, you guys are also, obviously you got a lot of performances coming up starting this Friday for the Nutcracker. (laughs) Tell us just a little bit before y'all go about how you guys are taking on this journey. I know it's something that a lot of dancers start when they're young. Tell us a bit about your first experiences, Amanda, with the Nutcracker. Oh, my first experiences. I was a Paula Chanel. did my first performances in Tacoma um, at Tacoma Community College and then also at Mount Tahoma High School. Uh, and yeah, I did like all like Clara and all of those things. And then I got here and I did uh, Mother Mouse, which is our old Nutcracker that we did. Um, but this year I'm going to be able to debut as the Sugar Plum Fairy, which is really exciting because there hasn't been anyone that looks like me that's done that part. And I think it's going to be a really good challenge for me. Um, and yeah, it's just like, I'm very, very excited for that. That is so huge. What about you, Christopher? Uh, we know this is an iconic show in, in a lot of different spaces. Tell us a bit about your experience with Nutcracker. Mine's a little more atypical because I never had performed in Nutcracker as a kid. The first time I saw it actually was when I moved to Seattle and got to sit in the audience wow. and take it all in. But I used to do like um, supervising for the students. So I'd be backstage and I got to watch how everything worked. I might see all the snowflakes run off and be gasping for air because yeah. it's intense for the point. <laughs> it's hard. Um, yeah, now that we're actually performing close to 50 shows, it just feels like a feat every time we finish it. It feels like something that, you know, we can pat ourselves on the back and say we accomplished it. Each year we do different and new parts. Um, so it'll be a fun one this year. Wow. The challenges. Hey, well, almost 50 shows and kudos to both of you. (laughs) I can only imagine. And I know you guys are going to be giving it your all. I'm so, so glad you guys were able to give us some time today on the day with Trey. Thank you both for what you've done for dance. You guys both really represent diverse communities that are showcasing. PNB is doing the deck on thing. I'm so, I'm so proud. (laughs) I really am. And, you know, like you said, kudos to those who paved the way before so that y'all could be here. But thank you both for giving it your all and congratulations again on your promotion. Can't wait to see you guys in the Nutcracker. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for being here, y'all. Oh, my goodness. Great, great stories, you guys, all around. I am so excited to see them. Make sure you get your tickets, y'all. It starts this Friday, and it ends on my birthday, December 27th. So you guys got some time. Get your family and friends out here to this show. I know I am as well. Make sure you guys go to Pacific Northwest Ballet and get your tickets. Well, after this short break, we're going to end the show with Karita Hall, who is using positive touch as a form of holistic care and healing for so many clients here and has been doing it for a very long time. I can't wait to tap in with her and learn more about Holistic Coalition after this short break, y'all. Stay tuned. You're watching The David Trey. My name is Noni Irvin, and I am the creator and founder of Canara Park Kids, as well as the president of our sister nonprofit, Black Four Charities, a 501c3 fiscally sponsored by Shunpike. 
Together, we are hosting the Kwanzaa Awards because it is important that we acknowledge and recognize the contributions and efforts of individuals and organizations who are showing us what the Kwanzaa principles look like throughout the year. The nomination window is open October 1st to November 30th. And yes, you can submit more than one nomination. Eligibility is simple. Individual award recipients must identify as Black, African-American, or Pan-African. And organization award recipients must be 100% Black-owned if for-profit or 100% Black-led if nonprofit. Okay, right on, right on. Oh my goodness, you guys, it's been such an amazing jam-packed show and I'm so grateful to all the guests today. I want to give a huge thank you to Adam from Blue Man Group. Again, you guys, make sure you guys go get your tickets today. They're going to be having some performances this weekend. You know, after you get done eating, go enjoy an amazing show with the family. And of course, a huge shout out to Amanda and Christopher for being here from PNB. You guys get your tickets to the Nutcracker, another amazing family fun show that you guys get to go see. It always is a staple of the holiday season. And tap in with my girl, Karita Hall. Thank you to her for being here from Holistic Coalition. It's so great to hear what people are doing. And y'all know for me, everybody here has been nothing more than an inspiration for me to see myself as a part of the solution. So that means you can see yourself as a part of the solution too. Thank y'all for joining me today. And until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Peace. Within sports, you learn so many life lessons that'll help you be successful in any area that you plan to pursue. So I remember being a kid in Spokane and going to camps like this with my friends and just having a blast. And that's really when I fell in love with this game. Hopefully we're doing the same and inspiring some of these kids to keep going on this journey. Especially as a girl growing up, like you see, you see a lot of boys at these camps, but like just seeing like more and more girls start at a younger age, it, it makes me happy. We had to have funding, right? We cannot do this work without the necessary resources available so that our kids can thrive. Without resources, we can't see kids play and play to their potential. How we can ensure that basketball in our communities is sustainable. Funding is a big part of it. I think working with the right groups and this was the opportunity I think that kickstarted that and we're really excited about any opportunities to just keep moving it forward. It was just an awesome opportunity to show what this community can do and what basketball energy they can bring. Being able to work with the Seattle Sports Commission, work with the King County Play Equity Coalition. Uh, we were able to bring big basketball energy to Tequila Community Center and hopefully use this as a launching point and able to get more funding for them in the future. The kids get to see me, get to see, you know, all the rest of the guys who did it all in the area of Washington, Seattle area. So being able to give back to them and uh, let them know that, you know, they can chase their dreams too. This is a fundamental right of all kids, that they have the right to play, which isn't always available to all of our kids in our communities. We got next to ensure kids always have a place to play, compete, and have fun. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.